Talk Radio 96.7 Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by the Cleveland Heights Golf Club. In the sports chair, sitting in as the host is Neil Duncan. Everybody, welcome to Sports Central here. A very hot Thursday. Don't do it. I didn't say steamy. (laughs) Eric Clark in the studio, Rebecca Messina. I am Neil Duncan. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait, that's the wrong word. That's the wrong version. I'm sorry. Not not yet. We got a whole hour. I mean, we could just play music for an hour. <laughs> Eric does a nice job of selecting the intro music. I appreciate I you, know, Eric. But it was a really good song today, and I feel like we have to live up to it. <laughs> yeah. Sultry. The word you're looking for is sultry. The song or the uh, no. temperature outside? Temperature. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay, sultry. Yeah. Well, we'll see uh, how we do today. Uh, in our second segment, we're going to have uh, Kim Largen from USFA. Uh, coming on to talk about an upcoming softball event uh, that is going to be this week. Actually, Kim has a lot of events in Polk County, so she's a valuable yeah. part uh, of the softball industry in Polk County. Of course, uh, looking at the ledger scoreboard uh, right now, uh, well, that's gone final, actually. Baltimore continues to lead the American League East. They won today against Houston 5-4. to four. Pittsburgh got an early win against Atlanta. That's a good Atlanta team. I think the best record in baseball, if I remember uh, they get the win, or excuse me, Pittsburgh gets the win over Atlanta, seven to five. Uh, our Detroit Tigers, of course, uh, spring training here for a very, very long time. They get a three nothing win over the Minnesota Twins. Eighty seven Cle- years, am I right? I think yes. Eighties. Uh-huh. I'm right. It's, it's fine. almost Let's ninety. Just move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you get to be my age, it all runs together. <laughs> Cleveland over Toronto, 4-3. to three. The Tampa Bay Rays will be in action tonight. Of course, the Rays, 69-47, will be taking on uh, St. Louis Cardinals, who's not a great team. They're at 50-65. and 65. Uh, And if I remember correctly, the Rays lost to the Cardinals last night uh, in their game. Uh, but the Rays will look to exact some revenge after taking the loss, 6-4, uh, uh, the game was equal, nine hits apiece, but uh, the Cardinals get the win. And if you look at the Major League Baseball standing, the Tampa Bay Rays sit two and a half games back as it currently sits uh, with the Orioles getting the win earlier today. Orioles on a one-game win streak, the Rays on a one-game lose streak, but they get to uh, get that half game back tonight. Rays sitting at 69-47. and 47. If you look at the overall standings in the league, they are second to uh, Baltimore, who's obviously in their division, um, and they are. Let's see the wild card game. I think they're five and a half games, four and a half games ahead of the first wild card, uh, the person in second place. So, Rays are sitting pretty, probably going to make the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, you never talk about my team. <sighs> Fine, hold on. Let me go back because you know, <laughs> no one around here cares. <laughs> Your New York Yankees are currently in dead last position awesome. in the American League East, 59-56. They are 4-6 and six over the last 10 games. They lost their last game, and uh, they're 12 games back in the American Great. League East. Hopefully let's, they win this weekend. They're, I think they're playing the Marlins. Let's look, let's look at the wild card. They are currently five games back. I hope, wall, I hope wild that, they, card position. that they win this weekend. My brother and my dad are going to the game. In the Bronx? In Miami. Oh, in, in Miami. Yeah, that was my brother's birthday present. I'm a little jealous that I wasn't invited, but it's fine. 
They are, you are correct. Look at you. At Miami Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They are off tonight. That's good. Mm -hmm. That means they won't lose. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. So after Hopefully they, get, they don't lose on Saturday. <laughs> after they get done with the three-game series in Miami, they will head to Atlanta to take on the Braves. Is that enough talk about the New yeah, York Yankees? Yeah, yeah, you can move on. It's okay. So are you going to become, are you a, you're not really a football fan, correct? Um. Yeah, I kind of want to learn how football works. So... When I did well, Aaron Rodgers is now New York Jets. Yeah. So you don't have allegiance between the Giants or the Jets. I don't. However, a kid from my high school plays for the Jets, so I almost feel like I have to root for the Jets. You're making that up. No, I'm not. Jamie and Sherwood, he plays for the Jets. Oh, name name dropper. He had my mom was his teacher. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, he's a really nice kid. I graduated with him. Super sweet. Um, but I feel like I almost have to root for him. Because like Jensen Beach. No, it, it it does. <laughs> when you have a personal connection, or at least you know who someone is, it makes it a lot more yeah. interesting. I We've talked about this before. Of course, uh, we're getting ready for fantasy football and all that's getting geared up. And it's actually made the sport even more popular to people who maybe weren't necessarily following anyone other than their team. So like I might be a Bucks fan, but now that I have all these different players on fantasy football, now I feel like I got a connection to them because they're on my roster. And now I'm watching more of the games around the country. Yeah, I'm going to name drop another. I think there's... Eric, we need to get her under control. <laughs> She's name dropping there's left and right. There's a kid from my high school that was also in my grade, Lions. He played baseball. He was so good. Um, but I think he's throwing... Um, he's pitching tonight for the Cincinnati Reds, I think, in Let's his first game. Let's see if you are correct. I want to say it was the Reds. I was trying to find the article. but He went to your high school, you said? He did. So Yeah, I saw the article the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Hold on. So what's, cool. what's, his what's his name? Uh, Lions, L-Y-N-O-S or something like that. So that's not happening. I don't know what team it was for, but it was for a major league team. Okay, well, I'll have to find it. I'll find it and we'll come up. back. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk to Kim Largen uh, from USFA. But I uh, want to remind everybody that uh, pretty cool occurrence this past weekend. Wish it had happened when he was still with us. But uh, Ken Riley, uh, one of the uh, original inductees into the Polk County Sports Hall of Fame and plenty of Hall of Fames. I think he's in FAMU and uh, his jersey number has been retired at Bartow. Uh, of course, he was a great at Union Academy before going to FAMU, where he was actually a quarterback. Yeah. And then when he went to the NFL, they changed him to the defensive side of the ball. He's still tied for fifth all-time interceptions with 65 of them. Again, wish Kenny would have been inducted when he was uh, with us, but unfortunately he passed in 2020. But as of this past Saturday, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So all those folks from Polk County can go up there, and uh, now he's the second Pro Football Hall of Famer from Polk County. Ray Lewis a few years ago was inducted, and now Ken Riley. So we're very excited. Uh, I'm not name-dropping. I'm just telling the truth. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, messaging back and forth with his son. Uh, so I have a sneaky suspicion uh, that we're going to be able to see some of that memorabilia uh, from uh, Ken's career at the Polk County Sports Hall of Fame. He, he was um, gracious enough to give us some of that, but now there's going to be a dedicated exhibit wrapped oh, around cool. his Pro Football Hall of Fame induction, very similar to the one that's there now for Ray mm -hmm. Lewis. Of course, the Polk County Sports Hall of Fame Museum there at the Lake Myrtle Sports Park in Auburndale uh, in the 
corporate offices of Polk County Tourism and Sports Marketing. So uh, definitely want to invite you to come out and see that. Um, maybe give us a little bit of time because there's some renovations that are going to be taking place here pretty soon. Um, you know, Hall of Fames have a tendency to kind of get everything in there and then you just let it be for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, COVID came along. Uh, so we're looking to change out some of the exhibits or some new technology to come in there. Uh, so school groups, we know schools uh, starting tomorrow. So please make sure that you're cognizant of those school zones, one for the safety of the students, for the safety of the parents, for the safety of school officials. But your insurance is going to go up really high if you go speeding through one of the school zones because those <laughs> those tickets are pretty expensive. Uh, so just keep in mind, School starts tomorrow, uh, but getting back to the Polk County Sports Hall of Fame, uh, when we get all that new content in there, we'll let you know, uh, but we absolutely welcome um, civic groups, field trips, whatever, because Polk County has such a rich history uh, of sports excellence. And you were talking about this before we came on the air, because um, we had a little staff retreat today and talking about different things and you're like look i don't care what i do but i want to make sure i get to keep working on the polk county sports <laughs> hall of fame it's a cool event right yeah it was so much work and i'm psycho because i actually liked really putting it together and doing it because you're it not baiting so me into making work. a comment on that but no but it's true like it was so much work and like you saw it's me. a labor was, of love yeah. i almost had like a mental breakdown <laughs> well it <laughs> but... is a it is a lot of logistics but uh, it is a cool event to put on because not only is it for uh kind of a, a cap of a great career or coaching career athletic career whatever it is a contributor to polk county sports on the hall of fame side but there's so many student athletes in this yeah. county, and you look at it, and if we get a chance a little bit later, we'll talk about uh, the upcoming season. But the kickoff classics, not tomorrow, but the following Friday, football gets started again in Polk County. Yeah, and uh, if you want to see me stand on stage for four hours in heels, make sure your kid wins something. June 18th, 2024. I'm not, I'm not sure that's the selling point, and I'm definitely going to break on that note. When we come back, we're going to talk to Kim Largen from USF, USFA Softball. Stick around for the next segment of Sports Central right here on Talk Radio 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7. Yes, Sports Central for your Thursday afternoon drive home. Sports Central brought to you by Fuzzy's Taco Shop. Let's get back to it with Becky and Neil. Could go for some fuzzies tacos. It's my favorite right place to eat. That's pretty good. It's really good. Just like this is your favorite place to listen to the Buccaneers, which will be tomorrow night right here on oh Talk Radio ninety six point seven. We that's, should have Josh that's do a called, show live. That's called a transition, Becky. You <laughs> could learn how to do a transition. We should have Josh do the show live tomorrow. No, absolutely from not. The game. <laughs> now, welcome back to Sports Central, Neil and Becky, and now joining us one of my favorite people on the planet. Absolutely one of my favorites. Kim Largen from USFA. Kim, are you there? I am here. She fell over because she heard me say that. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> nothing. I was, I, I was, I was trying I to did. go for the shock value, and I got nothing. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> for those of uh, our listeners that don't know what the acronym USFA, what is it? United States Fast Pitch Association. So we're talking about fast pitch softball and uh, Kim. How many events are you running annually here in Polk County? Because you you have a big business model here in Polk County. About twenty two. 
and uh, predominantly you're operating uh, Bartow Softball Complex. Sometimes you're at Christina. Uh, just talk about because because obviously uh, these are competitive type tournaments, but uh, lifeblood of any sport uh, starts at the recreational level, and then kids, uh, youngsters develop up into competitive, and then uh, into uh, maybe collegiate or just playing. Um, you know, for kind of. Uh, recreational type stuff as they get older, but uh, what it what makes USFA uh, different than maybe some of the other fast pitch uh, organizations, and how can people get involved with you? Well, we we're we're kind of fun. We, we, our weekend tournaments we we like to have fun. They're competitive, um, but it's a it's a family atmosphere and. And it's it's for fun. Kids win awards, you know, first and second place every weekend in age of divisions from 8 to 18. But we focus them on fun, especially in the younger ages. And and it gets more serious a little bit every year with these kids. We're just coming off of our World Series, and we had 400 teams from about 20 different states. And we saw some of the best softball from all over the country. Yeah, and I think that's an important uh, point that you make. So this is a national brand, um, but you're operating the Florida division of USFA, correct? That's correct. So when you look at these different events, whether it's here or Panama City or any of the locations that you might be hosting statewide events, um, are these qualifiers? So, you know, a, a regular tournament, is that a qualifier for a state and a state for a national? Yes, that's exactly how it works. Um, and, and anybody can play. Any, anybody can play in our, in our qualifying events. Okay, so um, you, um, it's not necessarily an invitational, but once you get to the, the – is there a region level or you just qualify through uh, those open events to get to the state level and then, and then hopefully if you win in your age bracket, you go on to a national event? Well, and it's even, it's even a little more simple than that. You, you, don't, you don't have to win to get to that national event. Those are, those are also open. You just have to play. You qualify at the state level. For those events and and anybody can play oh okay yeah so that makes it even so you don't you don't shrink the event by the time they get to nationals they still have a chance even though that uh, maybe they didn't work, win a tournament or this tournament well what do you think um is the biggest difference in in fast pitch uh, softball at the youth level now versus maybe 10 or 15 years ago well more kids are playing more kids are playing um Everybody, you know, for a long time wanted to be Jenny Finch, and now all the kids watch the College World Series every year, and it sparks new interest. And the rec programs are stronger, and that that's what builds the travel is the rec. It's so important, so important that your little five-year-old goes and plays t-ball. So, and about three years after that, they can come to us and play. <laughs> do you find that you get a spike in participation after the Olympics? Because I know certain sports they do. Every four years, all of a sudden they see a spike because, to your point, the next Jenny Finch, the next, you know, whoever it is, do you find that you guys see a spike uh, after the Olympics uh, when softball is in the Olympics or baseball? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it introduces a whole new group of kids that 
may not may not understand that that that's something they can do. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your impact to Polk County and the state of Florida. Uh, give us a website where uh, folks can go. Maybe they have a travel team or maybe they've got a youngster they want to get involved. What is that website that they can go to to either look at the calendar of events or, or see how they can be connected with USFA? It's usfastpitch.com, and they can also follow us on Facebook at USFA Florida. All right. Well, Kim Largen, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you at the Ball Diamond very soon. Thank you. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and head to break. When we come back, uh, we will see what approach Becky is going to use this year to uh, make her uh, football picks because the Buccaneers will be playing tomorrow night in the first preseason game. I'm sure you are just sitting by the radio to find out what method she's going to use this year. (laughs) Stick around. We'll be right back here for Sports Central. Hey, we're talking sports. Sports Central for this Thursday drive home. And it's brought to you in part by the Hampton Inn Bartow. Your host, Neil Duncan. I hate to admit it, but this is a really good song. You know the song? No. But I... Hold on. on. It's right here. Oh. Oh. No, it's not. It's right here. You don't know the song? No, I've never heard this song. <sighs> Youngsters. Youngsters, Eric, they're everywhere. I, I'm telling I, you. It's I a good song. Just, I found out at Music Bingo the other night. <laughs> that, music Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, it was Music Bingo. Anyway, I found out. Before you go on a tirade, Neil Duncan here, Rebecca Cena, <laughs> Eric Clark. You are listening to Sports Central. And we have hungry eyes. <laughs> and we have hungry eyes because it is 537 and we're hungry. Okay, go okay. ahead. So go, go on with your therapy I went, hour. I went to a ZZ Top Leonard Skinner concert. Now, how do you know and, them and not... Okay, go ahead. And Uncle Cracker opened for them. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know who Uncle Cracker was, and I missed most of his set because we were late getting to the concert. But um, turns out he sings Drift Away. I did not know that. That's, that's correct. He does. Yeah, I didn't know that because he doesn't actually have the most popular version of that song. So when the guy sang True. it and was like, who is this? And everyone was wrong. And he was like, it's Uncle Cracker. And I, I was don't like, remember what the who, heck? I don't remember who the artist was recently. And the younger generation, Eric, the, the was going, oh, my gosh. No, 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 not of that song. Oh, oh. Uh, going, oh, my gosh. It was so cool. And I don't remember who the artist was. Giving this Ozzy Osbourne guy an opportunity <laughs> for his career. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh they had no gosh. idea who Ozzy was. That's yeah. terrifying. Anyways, tonight, 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 of course, you had the Hall of Fame uh, game. We talked about Ken Riley going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame this past Saturday. Tonight, more NFL action. Texans at the Patriots. That's at 7 p.m. on the NFL Network. And then following that game in Seattle, uh, the Vikings will travel out there to the far west coast to take on the Seahawks tomorrow night right here on this station. I don't know what time the pregame coverage starts. Um, I don't know if Eric knows or not, but uh, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, it starts at 6. 6 o'clock, okay, right here on the station. Uh, the Buccaneers will be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It'd be interesting to see because Pittsburgh fans travel really well in the regular season. So if this was in like October or November, there'd be a lot of black and, and yellow in there. Steelers that. fans are crazy. They are. That's the one thing I know about football. Crazy supportive. Yeah. That's what you sure. mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm even going to do this. On Saturday, there was a matchup I saw uh, that reminded me of you. Of me? Yes. 
Jacksonville Jaguars will be traveling to take on the Dallas Cowboys at 5 p.m. You have infected my brain to the point where I was like, oh, she who's she going to pick? Because she's a big fan of the Jags quarterback. Why? Trevor Lawrence, he's hot. Okay. And then also... His wife is also beautiful. Wasn't there a big like Cowboys cheerleader show or something <laughs> you were talking about last season? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. It's literally called the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Oh, I'm pretty so I, sure. Look at me. I nailed it. So so who are you rooting for here? Um, Trevor Lawrence. Because like Florida takes rank over the cheerleader show. I'm sure that... No, never mind. Um, so Jaguars, uh, we, uh, that's Saturday at 5 p.m. against the Cowboys. I'm trying to find the Dolphins. When Listen, they play. I will say I'm struggling to choose between the Bucks and the Steelers at the moment. Why? Well, because the Steelers quarterback is also beautiful, but so is the that Bucks. Is not and the... Tom Brady's gone, Eric, so I can root Eric, for the Bucks. Apparently, we're not getting away from this. This is what her her thing is. She only picks games by who the quarterback is and what he looks like. It worked How last year. How shallow can that be? It worked last year. <sighs> okay. So Falcons at Dolphins at seven o'clock tomorrow night. <laughs> that is the noise I hear every time you do that. Yes, absolutely. Hey, locally here, I know uh, six uh, individuals from uh, Southeastern uh, recently participated in some world championships. Oh, yeah, but it's like Southeast. No, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you and your Florida Southern hate. Talk <laughs> no, about these fine athletes this from actually, Southeastern. This is actually really cool. Six people from um, Southeastern track and field took part in the IFSU World Games. So they took their talents international this week. Six athletes competed for Team USA in the FISU World University Summer Games in, I don't even know how to say that, Chengdu, China. NAIA National Champion Keyshawn Franklin, who was at the Polk County All Sports Awards, won his heat in the 400-meter dash with a time of 47.24 to advance to the world semifinal in the semifinal race, Franklin posted a time of 46.72 to claim ninth, just one spot away from qualifying for the finals. Joseph Taylor also competed in the 400 meters, running a time of 48.41 to finish 30th in round one. In the 200 meters, both Franklin and James Williamson III advanced to the semifinals after winning their heat. Franklin with a time of 21.34 and Williamson the third with a time of 21.06. In the semifinals, Franklin posted a time of 21.15, the 19th best overall, while Williamson the third ran a 21.48 to come in 23rd. Also competing was Devontae Vanderpool, who posted a time of 14.21 and the 110-meter hurdles to finish 18th overall in round one. And Tony Canfall also competed in the 100-meter and 200-meter, recording a time of 11.97 in the 100 to finish 23rd in round one and a time of 24.84 to finish 32nd in the round of the 200. Like, that's so cool, though. Even if you don't yep. make the finals or, like, come in place, like, or come in place. If you don't make the finals or come in first place, mm -hmm. that's still so cool to be like, I went and competed in mm -hmm. Worlds. Yeah. No, I mean, you like, talk about... How sports can literally take you around the world and uh, not only provide an education. And and we've talked about this before. Too often there's a narrative of if you're not Division One, you're not. There's really good football at the NAIA level, yeah. really good track and field, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Like if it can get you to the next point of your life through yeah. an opportunity of education to play a sport, that is outstanding. Well, and I'm going to relate it back to something I heard all the time in high school because I, I was in band. This isn't a secret. Wake up. No. Oh. <laughs> I was in band. That's not a secret. 
But my director always liked to say, because we would have chair placements, he could have 10 amazing flute players. Someone has to sit first and someone has to sit last. It doesn't mean that you're horrible. Like, And it's the same thing with D1, D2, D3. Like, you're good. Everyone's good. It's a small percentage within each of those categories. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's outstanding. And as we continue to call uh, talk about our colleges, uh, just looking at some football coming up, I was, I was wondering when uh, Weber gets started. They will kick off their season on August 26th. Of course, that's a Saturday. That will be in Laurenburg, North Carolina. They don't return home until Saturday, September 2nd, to kick off their home season against Cumberland University. Of course, that's down in Babson Park. And mm-hmm. um, previously, we talked to. Uh, one of our interns, who's also on the Southeastern football team. Nate. Well, Nate's no longer an intern. They, 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 that class has cycled out. But yeah. an intern Wyatt's R. R. gone, R. too. intern Wyatt. Yeah, that's right. Intern Wyatt. <laughs> we miss him dearly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he plays for Southeastern there. And, um, again, college football is getting ready to start. There's a lot of good college football here to uh, next Friday night. Uh, high school football will be starting with the kickoff classics and the following week they'll start with the regular season, uh, but all fall sports, okay? So we, we mentioned earlier that school starts tomorrow. Uh, so volleyball and, and uh, golf and all those fall sports. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we now host the FHSA Boys and Girls State Championships in volleyball. We host uh, cheerleading. We'll be hosting the cheerleading state championships, boys and girls basketball, Um there's an announcement coming on Monday uh, of some more championships. Name three winter sports. <laughs> I said there's an announcement coming. I know, but you only named the winter ones. Are you, well, we don't. I, we, we, it's we, fine. It's we fine. host the girls volleyball state championships, which is a fall sport. In college, it's a winter sport. I think it's the same for high school. Not what I'm talking about. I think it's the same for high school. No. Uh, the boys are uh, a spring sport for volleyball, but the girls are in the fall. Mm. College really just messed up my whole perception of time. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Talk about Florida Southern real quick. Yep, so the Mox men's basketball team traveled to Costa Rica. Um, they just returned from a week-long trip to Costa Rica, funded by the six-man boosters. The team captain, Jaden Booth, reflect, reflected on the past week, saying it was a full bonding between the players and the coaches. They were able to play a few games against the U24 Costa Rica national team and a local university in the capital of San Jose. They took home some international victories, and they were also fortunate enough to explore the area. The Mocs also hosted a basketball clinic with the local kids who wanted to learn more about the game. It looked like a really awesome trip that they went on. Well, um, and, and, and again, that's a lot of times these trips are where those teams gel and, and start to bond together and form those relationships because you have to think each year you're bringing in, you, you might have some core players, but you're bringing in new people and you have to have that chemistry. So you can have a bunch of really good players, but if they don't have chemistry, you're not going to do well. Yeah. I will say our men's basketball team is very good. Don't say our. Not everybody listening on this program is Florida Southern, okay? Yeah, but I am, so it's it would be our. That's proper grammar. <laughs> okay. It's no longer therapy hour. It's grammar lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we come back, we'll have a spelling bee. We're going to go ahead and head to our final break. And when we come back, uh, we'll see how, how else uh, Becky can shoot holes in this program you're listening to sports central talk radio (laughs) 96.7 talk radio 96.7 and sports central it's brought to you this afternoon by mabe production and installation let's get back to it with becky and neil 
Thanks, sir. I was looking on ESPN.com. Of course, Neil here and, and Becky. Um, <laughs> we changed since we, we last let, went to commercial. <laughs> we're still here, right? I'm Wyatt. Yeah. You, you <laughs> wish. Um, no, the, this whole shifting of – there's a whole landscape shifting again in college football, and uh, I don't know if you've – Caught up with it, but I mean, more teams are going to the Big Twelve, I guess. And I researched it just for you. Oh well, please tell me what what did you find? Because I have so much to say. That about this. the Big Twelve members voted to add four current. Is it Pac twelve? Is that Pac-12. how you say it? Mm-hmm. Okay, schools in recent days with Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah all set to make their moves effective next summer in time for the twenty twenty four college football season. Which I'll say this good good for the Big Twelve because when Oklahoma and Texas announced that they were leaving for the SEC. Last year, everybody thought Big 12 is in some serious trouble, that it's going to get fractured and, and, and consumed by other conferences. Now well, they now are. Pac 12 in trouble. Pac 12 in trouble. And I think I saw something today that sources are saying Cal, Stanford, Cal and Stanford to the ACC has hit significant roadblocks. Yeah. So they're supposedly going to the ACC, but now Florida State is saying, look, because I think I saw a statistic that said, I don't remember what the time period was, but Florida State basically has had 27 games with more than 4 million viewers. This is all about TV money. Yeah. 27 games recently with more than 4 million viewers. Clemson was second with 25, uh, which would make sense because they played for multiple national championships and, and, and the like. So an ACC championship. So I just here's where I have a problem with this because it's strictly money and it's strictly decisions made off of football. And I understand that you have, it's a big business, but college football games are Thursday nights and some instances, Friday nights and then Saturday. Okay. Mostly Mm -hmm. Saturday, right? All these other teams that have to compete for said colleges and universities in these conferences, especially with the footprint expanding from like, the ACC, Atlantic Coast Conference, right? That's the Southeast region. You have the Southeast Conference. Okay, so Southeast part of the country. Yeah. Now it is not, and you could travel multiple time zones. What do you do with basketball that plays a couple times a week during the week and on the weekend or tennis or lacrosse? or This does not positively impact it, – it negatively impacts these student-athletes. Yeah. No, it's uh... – I don't really understand most of it because, again, I don't know. Oh, it's easy. Football, but. football is king when it comes <laughs> to these television contracts. Yes, yes. And these conferences. So Florida State's main gripe is, look, the eyeballs that are being – the eyeballs that are tuning in are predominantly when we're playing yeah, or when Clemson's playing. The rest of the conference, not so much. The national – it's a national brand. Yeah, Clemson is a national brand, so they bring higher value to these. In the ACC, they have equal revenue sharing from television contracts. They're saying, look, we'll stay in the ACC, but we want you to prorate. So if we're the ones getting all the highballs on the television sets, give us more money than what Duke gets. Yeah. Well, can Pac-12 even survive? Because they only have four they're members not, left no, for they're next not, year. I, well, they can in in name only. They're going to be one of the lesser conferences now. They might be the WAC or something like that. Basically, yeah. the WAC plus the four Pac-12 teams. But the Pac-12 is in Weren't serious you a, trouble. A Stanford fan. Stanford, I went there. 
No, you didn't. Yeah, I graduated from there and then went on to uh, Harvard. No, you did not. You went to Indiana State. Shut it's up. the Harvard of the Midwest. No, we had a conversation about Stanford. Maybe we were just talking about the mascot being a tree. We were. Because Indiana State because Indiana State is the sycamore. So we were talking oh, about, yeah, we yeah. were talking about tree related uh mascots. How does, it, how does it feel to be a fighting tree? It pays the bills. Okay. That's all I can say. It pays the bills. <laughs> You I know, know you I, wanna... I saw on the Visit Central Florida website, just, just, we only got a few minutes left here, and it got me very excited because I'm originally from up north, so I miss the seasons. And there's already a graphic on there promoting a campaign where you can... I went the, to that. Did you? Last year. Through the Brick or Treat, win a trip to Legoland Florida campaign. So you want to go to um, visitcentralflorida.org, maybe not for you, maybe for some friends. Uh, from out of town, there's a whole sweepstakes that they're doing. But my takeaway was, because I know I'm not eligible to win this, but mm-hmm. my takeaway was, ooh, it's almost fall. Because you know my wife, we, we we have a deal that I can't put out fall decorations until the first college football game. What she doesn't know is the first one's on August 26th, and it, it's coming out on oh August God. 26th. You're insane. Because I miss the seasons. And as hot as it has been, yeah. it feels like, it's okay, been brutal. hey, we're headed towards... The cool down. Well, I will say Brick or Treat is super fun. My friend Peppa the Pig took me last year. <laughs> I have to say my friend. Of course, Peppa Pig, a, theme, the a separate theme park there at Legoland Florida yes, Resort. Yes, um, but I did go to Brick or Treat, the little show that they put on, the little shop of horror show. Um, very, very good. The Everything is just so well done. The kids look like they were having a great time. Obviously, I'm like 23, but you know, the kids look like they were having a really awesome time. Um, I do... I do think everyone should go well, check out Brick or Treat, whether you win or not. <laughs> don't forget to go to visitcentralflorida.org or the Welcome Center, one half mile south of I-4 and Highway 27 for those discount attraction tickets. It really is a good time to be a Florida resident uh, because as we head back to school, there's a lot of discounts and a lot of things that are coming in. For Eric Clark and Rebecca Messina, I'm Neil Duncan. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sports Central, and we will see you next Thursday right here. Tomorrow night, go Bucks. Tune in at 6, game at 7. Good night, everybody.